You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On NBA Draft. My name is Richard Stamen, also known as Mavs Draft and at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Got a really fun episode for you today. It's going to be about three uh, excuse me, prospects who I see as defensive-minded and three of the best defenders in the class. Um, they all play unique positions, but generally front quarter wing positions. It's going to be Real Madrid's Usman Garuba. It's also going to be Tennessee's Yves Pons. And then BJ Boston from Kentucky. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So if this is your first time listening to my my episodes, you know, I do these a little bit differently. I do my scouting reports and audio version rather than, you know, some people don't want to hear the written version. And I also think it's just a really nice way to kind of round out big boards and get an idea of what you're seeing on these big boards. I'll read the pros, cons, um, you know, selling points, sales pitch, and then worst case, best case scenario, um, ideal outcome, projected draft range, and who they're similar to. So going to dive right into it. Let's just start with Usman Garuba of Real Madrid. He had, this was his first draft eligible season, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't, the numbers don't really flash um, a lot. He played 86 games, 17 minutes per game on average. Only played, uh, or excuse me, only averaged 4.7 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game. Just under an assist per game at 0.8. Had 0.5 blocks per game, 0.6 steals per game, and just one turnover per game. And that was on 47% shooting, 32% from three, and 66% from the line. So the selling point with him is his defense IQ, and he can pass out of the pick and roll. So not only can he finish out of the pick and roll, but he can also you know make some plays and make his teammates better in that way, which is a flash for his passing um, upside. He's versatile. He can guard just about anybody on the defensive end. Incredible basketball IQ. He just really knows how to see the next play, and it comes very naturally. He doesn't make mistakes. He's going to be dominant in the pick and roll on defense, which automatically makes him a positive team defender. You look at how you know how valuable the NBA is, uh, or excuse me, the pick and roll is in the NBA today. It's probably the most commonly run play, and it's the most it's the most crucial play you can defend as a as a team defense. So you need that. He covers a lot of ground defensively. One of my favorite clips, if you check out the scouting report, is on there where he pokes the ball loose from a ball handler at the top of the key. Ball handler panics, passes it to his shooter on the wing, and Usman Garuba is there to block the shot. All in one play. It just shows off his range. It's incredible. He can close out really well. He can move his feet. He's a good athlete. And offensively, he can be a dump-off option under the rim. He can probably pass a little bit, especially within the three-point line. And he moves his feet well, uh, which kind of help him finish above the rim. He doesn't have that isolation game, but he can finish above the rim on dump-offs. What he needs to improve on is his jump shot. It's pretty much unusable outside of corner catching threes, maybe even some trailer uh, top of the key catching shoots. But his jumper is slow and isn't exactly smooth. He needs to become a better and more reliable finisher. He can go play a little bit under the rim, really plays below the rim off the drive, which is a pretty rare thing for him to even drive. But we saw it a few times at Real Madrid this year, and uh, it just wasn't that pretty. 
Um, he really can't create for himself in terms of ball handling or anything like that. His only creation is going to come from his passing. And then the only defensive, um, the only defensive concern I had on him is unbelievably nitpicky, but I did notice it a lot. He can overcommit to contesting open shooters where he thinks that he's so sure because he's so far away that they're going to go for, you know, that jump shot and he'll jump and then they're blown by him and all of a sudden the lane's open. So that's unbelievably minor. It probably actually won't burn him much in the NBA, but something there. So the sales pitch with the Garuba is that he's probably the best defender in the class. Um, very few defensive flaws at such a young age. He has the potential to be an all-world defender um, at the most important position in basketball, which makes him similar to three very good young defenders. Uh, or, well, one young defender and two pretty proven defenders. Uh, some shades of Draymond Green in there. I think the defense, you know, Draymond's arguably the greatest defender ever. People call him that. I'm personally not there yet, but I can see the argument. So I don't want to call him that level of a defender, but he can also pass. Um, not also that level of passer to be noted, but shades of him. And then I really liked Onyeko Kongwu last year, and I see a lot of him in Garuba. I think Onyeko was a little bit safer, and that's the only difference. But other than that, you know, very similar prospects. Um, Cody Zeller is the third player. Pick and roll is his forte defensively and offensively. Doesn't really create much of a shot. Good athlete um, and can pass. I think that's probably his most underrated trait. I don't see Garuba going before pick seven. Um, that's just... I think he's not going to Oklahoma City at six, and he's definitely not going to Orlando at five. Maybe Golden State takes a chance on him at seven because, you know, maybe they, who knows what they do with Wiseman. It really depends on that. And then they have another chance at 14. I don't see him falling past Washington. That just seems like if he gets past Washington, there's something's up and teams are just that worried about his shot. Um, I, I don't expect that to happen, though. So unlikely scenario his expected role is to be a defensive minded um, big that improves team defense and can make others better offensively and defensively in the pick and roll his absolute worst case scenario is that the jump shooting doesn't develop and he's pretty much forced off the court um, both in the playoffs especially but also the regular season his best case scenario is that jump shooting turns consistent and then maybe if you want some even more um, upside maybe he finishes in traffic a little bit better even just a slight increase inability to finish in traffic does a lot for him. So that's the Usman Garuba scouting report. Um, let's get to that Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, though. As promised, this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, drumroll please, is Julian Champagny from St. John's University. The sophomore rising junior announced that he is returning to St. John's University this year to compete for, you know, NCAA championship and probably Big East player of the year, which I can only imagine brought a lot of joy and happiness to St. John's fans. He averaged 20 points a game, seven rebounds a game, and that was on 38% shooting from three, 43 from the field and 89% from the line. So the two, and he's six, eight. So this guy is going to be probably the top returner of the class, likely to be the Big East player of the year was 2021 all Big East, you know, Big East all freshman a year ago, and this year's Big East most improved player of the year. Um, so that is Michael Ultra's player of the week. Don't forget, uh, Michael Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories for Michael Ultra. Joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Welcome back to Locked on NBA Draft again. I'm Richard Stamen, aka Mavs Draft. For the second breakdown of a prospect we're going to do, um, I'm going to do Yves Pons from France. 
He also went to Tennessee, four-year guy. Um, from Again, he played in France's national team. Uh, is pretty involved there. Measured at the combine at 6'7", with, uh, is weighing 206 pounds, has a freakish 7'1 wingspan, 8'8", standing reach, big, you know, normal-sized hands, 9-inch nine, um, nine hands. He plays really the any front court position. I don't even really know what position to call him. Um, he's a positionless player. His tools are athleticism, defense, and finishing. And for the year, um, I guess actually I'm going to read his, his upperclassmen combined stats, something I really haven't even combined to look at recently. It's just something I've looked at him separately. And, you know, scoring is not going to jump off the page. 9.9 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, one assist, half a steal, two blocks per game, 1.4 turnovers. Um, the turnovers dropped this year. That was probably the most noticeable difference that in blocks. Um, I think it might have to do with team construction, but generally similar play styles. The last two years, he really came into his own. He shot 48% from the field, 32% from three on two and a half attempts per game. And on two attempts from the line, he shot 69%. So um, there's some potential there, but how much is really the question. So for pawns, you're going to hear a lot of similarities to what you heard with Usman Garuba. It's the defense. He's an excellent defender incredible versatility probably the truest one through five defender in the entire class just because he can play small ball and he can also move just so well he's so explosive he can stay with guards um really unprecedented you don't hear about that defender very often insane recovery ability my favorite play of him if you see the scouting report that i posted um you know you'll see the video of him falling at off a free throw offensive rebound comes back up gets off the ground, literally no, he doesn't even use his hands or anything really, just pops up and jumps into getting a block. One of the most unprecedented defensive plays that I can ever recall. He has crazy good defensive instincts, amazing timing as a shot blocker. He's a really good athlete. You know, he has a great frame, length, he's strong. He's And then offensively, you know, he doesn't, doesn't really record any turnovers. Like I said, one turnover a game this year. It's really nothing. Good rebounder for someone his size. He's a really good finisher at the rim, shot like 77, 78% at the rim. And then he's also got a really good first step. The problem is going into his cons, he doesn't really have any ball handling skill whatsoever. And he's not a jump shooter, despite 32%. Probably makes him look a little bit better than he actually is. The form is pretty flat, um, inconsistent. One hand follow through, doesn't really use his offhand much. Um, so just some fundamental flaws on that front. But really hard worker, great person, um, had the chance to talk to him. Really good kid, um, but some of the other, sorry, to go back into some of the other cons, I got a little bit sidetracked on that. He doesn't really make others better offensively, which goes into his ball handling and playmaking package. It's just non-existent. He really can't make anything other than a simple pass, uh, and that's not really supposed to be like an insult or anything. It's just he doesn't need to to be effective, but um, he, the the two biggest issues, though, are because he can't shoot, he probably has to play the five. And at 6'7", it's very hard to be a 5, even though the Houston Rockets tried this experiment. He has to get even stronger in the lower body. Even though he's very strong, he will have to get stronger in the lower body to play the 5. Even if he's going against small ball 5s, he still needs to get stronger, despite being already strong. He also just simply may be too undersized, and that may be what kills him as an NBA player. So the selling point with him is that if you're looking for that versatile defender, he's the guy. Some guys he's similar to are Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and Jakar Sampson. Not the sexiest names. You know, those guys are journeyman role players. But um, when they've been able to help, they've been valuable additions. His projected draft range, I don't see him going before 40, and there's a very good chance he goes undrafted. His expected role is being a defensive specialist with versatility all around and finishing. 
Um, he's unplayable if his all lack of offensive game and just jump shooting, um, uh, I guess, inability really limits his defensive impact and neutralizes it because his defense is special. Like it's a, it's something you don't see very often in drafts. Like it's a top of the draft in any draft, um, level defense. He exceeds his expectation. If there's those jump shots, um, he tried a lot of those out of the triple threat at Tennessee, not just catch and shoots, but he would literally try jab steps and then tease the idea, you know, maybe even passing or taking a one dribble pull up, which he liked to, with, at the free throw line. If he can hit those triple threat threes, which turns into, I guess, a catch and shoot, that really helps. Um, he just needs to get to 30%, I would say, from three, and he's completely fine and with volume. So that's my Eves Pond scouting report. It's a very quick one. One of the best defenders in the class. If you haven't seen him, really, take it, take a few minutes to watch him. Uh, I've posted a lot of videos of him. He's special. Um, so when I come back, though, I'm going to do the third and final scouting report. That's going to be on Brandon Boston out of Kentucky. Um, had a weird freshman season, but there's still a lot to break down there. But first, some words from Rock Auto and Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and sporting needs and info, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams in the NBA and NHL are in the finals and the MLB is, has the all-star game approaching. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON, and that's one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and Rock Auto's prices are reliably low. And that's for every single customer. They have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, to motor oils, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, and this time it's two words, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N, and their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So for the final scouting report today, I'm going to do BJ Boston out of Kentucky. You know, he had a disappointing freshman season all around. It was He was hyped as arguably the third best prospect. There was, you know, one of the G League guys in Jalen Green. There was Cade, uh, Cade Cunningham, obviously. He was right in the mix preseason with Evan Mobley, all of those guys. But he kind of flopped as a freshman. Not entirely his fault. I um, think he kind of had a rough start to the season. So with BJ Boston, he is 6'7", has a 6'11 wingspan, weighs only 188 pounds, so needs to get stronger. He's a wing. His tools are frames and defense, his frame and defense, excuse me, long arms. Um, probably going to be a plus defender early on, even despite not being all that strong. But his stat line this year at Kentucky was 11.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, a little over assists and a half per game, 1.3 steals per game, 0.2 blocks per game, turnover 1.4 turnovers per game. And that was on 36% shooting, 30% from three, and 79% from the line. It should be noted he did have a brutal start to the year. Uh, I think in his first 15 games, he shot 18% from three. That really was not indicative of who he is. 
think the numbers kind of started to even out. It was just really abysmal in terms of production. So right away, you can tell he's not a year one player. That's Let's start with that. However, he does have some really good qualities in him. He's got a really quick footwork and an overall quick base, a sound base on his jumper. So the jump shot has a lot of potential. Um, I think that's still there. He can theoretically create his own shot, but I'll get to that in a little bit more in a bit. Uh, he plays the passing lanes very well and defensively. I think he's got strong defensive range where he can just cover so much ground. And then back on offense, he's really got a strong up fake that he can use, and it gets defenders in the air pretty frequently. And he's very good in transition because of that open floor athleticism. Now, as I said, you know, he does have potential to be a shot creator, but his handle is pretty loose right now. He really needs to develop that area and just overall improve his ball handling. He also needs to improve his off-balance and pull-up scoring. That's a huge area for him. And he needs to get better at running the pick-and-roll, especially as a playmaker. Mostly took shots out of picks, pick-and-rolls, not really much of a playmaker there. He needs to improve his left hand. He also needs to get stronger. He really needs to have the game slow down. He's pretty raw. His jump shot at the top, I know I praised the bottom of it. Um, his The top, like the, the release and everything, is just not that fluid. The ball is pretty much out in front for defenders to get hard closeouts on. Uh, and he just needs to be more fluid because you can't have a good base and a bad release. It's a pretty bad problem. So the selling point with BJ Boston is that you get the the high upside if everything comes together. And, you know, maybe some of the stuff at Kentucky was just a bad situation. And you hope within three years you see some positive dividends. I think he can still go as early as 22 to the Lakers and as late as around 40. Um, that's a general ballpark, no particular team there. But the upside is just too good to pass up on. And, you know, at that point, it's every pick after the 20s. It's like he becomes more and more valuable. It's a high upside play. The two players I wrote down that he's similar to are Norman Powell and Dante Green. If you remember him from Sacramento, uh, Dante Green was a shot creator that really couldn't shoot too well and kind of, and, you know, really good athlete, um, just didn't really click. That's, that's kind of his worst case scenario. He was out of the league in four years. Who knows with BJ Boston? His expected role is a two-way shot creating wing in the long term. In the short term, I see him as a three and D guy. Again, I buy the shot a lot more now than a lot of people, than the numbers say and everything. And the defense is very good. I, I have no qualms about that day one, even if he's not strong. Uh, he's unplayable. His worst case scenario is that that jump shooting never progresses and his lack of strength really holds him back from using his overall skill. His best case scenario is coming from the jump shooting. If it comes along, he escapes the rawness of his career and, and hopefully he learns to finish through contact because his upside is pretty wild. It, it's one of those where you're swinging for the fences with this guy. You may not get anything out of him. He may be, a, he's a lottery ticket. That's what he is. So you see guys like Cam Reddish who came alive in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you really hope the same thing can be done with B.J. Boston, a guy who struggled in college but had a great pre-college career, and maybe it picks back up in the NBA. So that's my scouting report on B.J. Boston. I do want to take a second to address the elephant in the room. My mic broke right after I finished the line about him being a lottery ticket. Um, so I will have a new mic that will work consistently through an episode uh, next time. So terribly sorry about that. But one last thing before I go. Starting July 19th at the Locked On Network, we're doing the ultimate mock draft. Um, it's going to be all the Locked On team reps, the local NBA uh, reps. We'll be making selections and trades for your favorite teams. It's going to feature Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, former GM Ryan McDonough, and I may or may not, uh, you know, sources say that I have uh, some interest in being a part of this as well. So you'll really want to check this out. 
That'll start July 19th, and that's brought to you by Odyssey, and it's going to be on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thank you so much, and I hope that this episode was informative and helped you get a grasp on some three great defensive prospects.